This program is paid for by Your Radio Doctor, LLC. All opinions or statements expressed on this program are solely those of Your Radio Doctor and their guests and do not reflect the opinions of WPHT or Odyssey. Your Radio Doctor does not recommend or endorse any specific tests, products, physicians, procedures, opinions, or other information that may be mentioned on Your Radio Doctor. Always consult your own physician. Today's program has been pre-recorded. Millions of Americans are losing their medical assistance or Medicaid coverage. If this affects you, Independence Blue Cross can help. You may be eligible to enroll in a health plan for as little as $0 a month. With Independence Blue Cross, you get the largest provider network in the area, including most Keystone First doctors and hospitals. We also offer free 24-7 telemedicine, coverage for hospital stays and prescriptions. See if you qualify for $0 health insurance and enroll today. Call Independence Blue Cross at 1-844-464-2583 or visit ibx.com slash stay covered. Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, WPHT, HD, WOGL, HD3, Philadelphia. From the Cherry Hill Volvo Studios, where relationships matter. Always live on the free Odyssey app. It's time for the Delaware Valley's first radio doctor. On call every Saturday afternoon at 5. This is your radio doctor with Dr. Marianne Ritchie. Presented exclusively by Independence Blue Cross. Listen, seven months or ten months is an absolutely exceptional, exceptionally short time frame to produce this vaccine. Your health determines your life, your longevity, and your happiness. Let your radio doctor lead the way with your medical education. Your radio doctor, Dr. Marianne Ritchie. Good evening and welcome to your radio doctor. I'm your host, Dr. Marianne Ritchie. Well, this week our topic is discussing the value of community and the benefits of being part of something bigger than yourself. As human beings, we're hardwired to develop and maintain social connections with family members, friends in the neighborhood, at school, in our churches, belonging to affinity groups like book clubs and volunteer groups. And on May 3rd of this year, the U.S. Surgeon General released an alarming report about the loneliness epidemic and the growing lack of connection in our country. To better assess what this means, we welcome the return of Dr. James Powelski, Director of Education at the Positive Psychology Center at the University of Pennsylvania, an award-winning teacher who holds leadership positions in international psychology and philosophy associations, and his wife, Suzanne Pelegi powelski who's a freelance writer and wellness consultant. They were our guests on the show in the past when they discussed their book, which applies the science of positive psychology to building lasting, loving relationships. Welcome, James and Susie. Thanks so much for being here. Thanks, Marianne. It's great to be back. Happy to be here. Thank you. And let's begin with that advisory from the U.S. Surgeon General. And it alerts us to an epidemic of loneliness and isolation. Very easy to appreciate that. What is the epidemic and why did he choose to issue this advisory? Yeah, that's a great, uh, um, important topic to be addressing, Marianne. Uh, when he talks about the epidemic of loneliness and isolation, first of all, it's, under, it's important to understand what those terms mean. So when we think about isolation, we think about um, being physically separate from other people. So you're alone, basically. And um, loneliness is when you're internally, you're, you're feeling the weight of that. And, and it's, it's not a, a pleasant thing. So there's a subjective external part of it, isolation, and then an internal subjective part of it, the, the loneliness. And it turns out that each of those have an important impact on our lives and on our well-being. We evolved as social creatures. 
And it's very important for us to have contact with other people, interaction, trusting relationships, a variety of relationships. And it turns out that for a while now in the United States, we have been um, uh, having fewer and fewer of those connections and the quality of those connections has been going down. So, and this is supported by evidence. So scientific research has indicated that about half of adults in the United States feel lonely. Now, here's the thing, that was before the pandemic. So think about what's happened now after the pandemic, and we're just kind of trying to emerge from this, but on so many indicators about how we're using our time, how we're spending our time, we tend to spend more time now alone, and that has implications also for feeling lonely. We spend less time with work colleagues, we spend less time with family members, we spend less time with uh, friends and, 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 and strangers that are in our community. Mm -hmm. And two things pop into my head, because we'll talk uh, about examples of this, but once in a while as a treat, you'll take your family out to dinner or you'll go out to dinner with, your, with Susie and you're sitting at a table and you happen to see a family, a mom, a dad, two or three children, all five people are on their cell phones. So the whole joy of being together, we always strive to have family dinner because that's where I'd say, you know, if you're driving to school, what happened today? Nothing. Who'd you sit next to? Nobody. But when you ask them at the dinner table, it's hard to escape when they're stirring their carrots and mashed potatoes and not eating their favorite chicken. You can see it. And that's why we need to connect on so many levels. So I know you just came back from a big conference with Dr. Julianne Holt Lundstedt, and I believe she was the one whose work led to the U.S. Surgeon General's report, et cetera. We can talk about that. But I guess the question then is, how does this lead to um, physical, psychological, social um, detriments? Um, what's the connection between, I guess, low self-esteem or feeling alone or not willing to groom or exercise if you're sad? How does that all cascade? It turns out it's very serious. It's a real problem. Um, and you're right that the Surgeon General's report, so the lead science editor was Dr. Julianne Holt-Lundstad. And she has done a lot of work over the years to look at the, um, the nature of and implications of loneliness and isolation and social connection. And so this report is based on her work and the work of many other scientists as well. And astonishingly, loneliness and social isolation, they have found increase the risk for premature death by 26% and 29% respectively. In other words, loneliness increases the likelihood of premature death by 26%, social isolation, being, being isolated from others, being alone, 29%. Being, so this kind of um, epidemic is as detrimental to your health as smoking 15 cigarettes per day. It's more detrimental to your health than obesity, more detrimental than not exercising. So when we talk about the real, this is an epidemic and it's something we really need to pay attention to. Mm -hmm. And I know I was reading through the paper that she wrote, uh, I guess it's from 2010 when she started to lay the groundwork and noticed this because I, I think her own husband was dealing with cancer and she was just uh, learned a lot and just reflected on that. Um, she's a PhD in psychology herself, yes? Um, yes. And one of the things I noticed that loneliness and isolation, as you mentioned, are separate variables, but they can both increase risk of stroke and heart attack. But when you think about it, 
one of the things I read was that a higher relationship quality, better relationships raise your oxytocin, which is the love hormone. That's a healthy hormone. Um, blood pressure and anxiety are more often found in ambivalent or difficult relationships than supportive ones. So I guess it's the whole fight or flight kind of uh, response with adrenaline and, and which isn't always good. Um, Susie, how important is social connection for our health and well-being? Uh, you're in Incredibly important. And positive psychology research, in fact, has found that it's key to our well-being. In the largest study of adult development that Harvard psychiatrist uh, George Valiant was at the helm, uh, they followed uh, young men well into their uh, ninth decade and beyond and found that the single most important determinant of aging well was loving relationships. So these could have been loving relationships that the boys formed as you know young kids with their mother or, mm. or I should say, and later in life, even if they had, uh, you know, a negative upbringing, later relationships in life with their loving wife could undo damaging effects. Now, I'm mentioning loving relationships, but it's not just the ones with our family. They're incredibly important. And our spouse, our friendships are incredibly important. Having close friends, um, research has found, is better than getting regular exercise and maintaining a healthy weight. Now, this isn't an excuse to not work out, be sedentary, and eat a bunch of junk food, but just showing you how important friendships are. Um, more recently, um, a study of middle and older adults, 400 or so adults, um, they looked at two different groups of people. One group were people who felt that, yeah, I have a lot of good friends and strong social connections. There was another group who didn't feel that they were as connected. And it was interesting. The group that felt that they had strong friendships fared much better in health. Now, the kicker to that was just knowing that they had the social support. So mm. regardless of whether the individuals relied on their friends, it served as sort of um, a psychological safety net, knowing you had those people there in your lives should you need them. So just knowing that. Um, improved their health. Well, I think part of it's self-esteem as well. Do people not call me as much anymore because I'm annoying or because our interests have spread apart? I'm no use to them. I mean, we just saw a movie called, oh gosh, um, I'll think of it after the show is over. And it was two friends and the one friend said, you know what? I'm getting older. I only have so much time. You're boring. We're not going to be friends anymore. And it involves, uh, I'll think of it in the next segment. I'll look it up. But, uh, and I think it started long before, as James mentioned, long before COVID and we say we're isolated, even before social media, emails. I organize my reunions for my college, Hawk Hill, uh, Jefferson. And after a time, when people get busy, they say, I can keep in touch with my buddies, you know, my best, you know, my closest 10 friends from the class by email. And I'm like, no, make the trip from Ohio. It's worth it. Come back, reunite, be lifted. There are only so many people in your life that can remember those four years of high school that you all experienced or that childhood. You're only connected to however many brothers or sisters you have by DNA. It's unique. No one else understands that chapter. You are who you are right now because of all of those moments and all of those experiences. And being able to reflect with each other has to be healthy, even the bad times, because you walk away having learned a lesson. Yes, absolutely. 
Absolutely. I recall when I was in graduate school a long time ago at Penn, um, social psychologist Chris Peterson, who is one of the key uh, leaders in the field of positive psychology, we were talking about social connections. And he asked all of us in class um, to think about who had a 4 a.m. friend defined as, you know, somebody you could call in the middle uh, of the night, no sure. matter what. Many people raised their hand, but not everyone. And then he paused mm -hmm. and he said, for those of you who don't have a 4 a.m., I highly recommend you go out and get one. If not, yes. ideally several. That's how Great example. it is for your well-being. And that always sat with me. Let's take a little break and think about our 4 a.m. friends and we'll be back with James and Susie Puelski. Thanks for listening to Your Radio Doctor with Dr. Marianne Ritchie, exclusively presented by Independence Blue Cross. If you have a question for the medical mailbag, just send a note to doctor at yourradiodoctor.net. At Independence Blue Cross, we believe in giving you the tools you need to pursue your healthiest life. From premiums as low as $0 per month to health discounts and cash rewards, it pays to have coverage with Independence. With the strongest network of doctors and hospitals in the region and free 24-7 virtual doctor visits, you can feel confident that quality care is always within reach. Learn more about your coverage options at ibx.com. When Recovery Centers of America at Devon opened its campuses on the main line and in South Jersey, they offered a new approach, local addiction treatment led by an expert caring team of professionals. RCA has since helped thousands and leads the way in innovative programs and exceptional inpatient and outpatient care, all in a beautiful setting that allows for healing and recovery. RCA answers the phone and admits patients 24-7, 365, including the holidays. All admitted patients and staff are routinely tested for COVID-19. Call now at 1-888-RECOVERY. That's 1-888-RECOVERY. Welcome back to your radio doctor with Dr. James Powelski and Susie Pelegi Powelski from the Positive Psychology Center at the University of Pennsylvania. We spoke in the last segment about the epidemic of loneliness and isolation, which you've explained are two different things that we're experiencing in our country and how social connection is crucial for our health and well-being. James, what are some of the ways we could combat this epidemic? Well, for one thing, just you know, make more time for your friends, make more time for your family, and quality time, as you said, right? So I myself have been uh, prioritizing more, you know, uh, talking with people, having conversations, hanging out with people, as opposed to just being behind the computer screen trying to get through my, uh, you know, piles of emails. Another thing that's really interesting from a health standpoint is this whole notion of social prescribing which is really taking off uh, more so in other countries, but it's just starting in the United States. The idea is why not, if you have a, 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 an issue that you're at the doctors for that can ha that's connected to this isolation or loneliness or the social connection, what if you could actually get a, a, a prescription, not just for a pill, but for a connection? So what if you could get a prescription for going to the art museum or for joining a community choir or a community garden, whatever really connects with you. So some of the work that we're doing with my team at the University of Pennsylvania is looking specifically at how engaging in works of art, either uh, observing the works or creating works of art, how can that increase your social connection? So how can you do it in relation with other people in ways that can help overcome some of this loneliness and uh, and isolation. So whatever it is that works for you, that brings you in contact with other people in a quality kind of way, do more. 
That's so brilliant. It seems so simple and straightforward. Why didn't people think of that before? But I know when, when um, I listen to parents uh, ruminate over where they want their kids to go to college and they want to go this or that, super. But maybe what we should direct our kids to do, as an example, is you want to study biology. You want to study uh, English, whatever. the Find your major and then find the college where you're comfortable socially where people spend more time, uh, less time in research and more time, as you say, volunteering. And that's that's a beautiful thought that you'd be able to prescribe it because I think a lot of people, and I don't mean this in a bad way, there are leaders and there are followers. A lot of people don't have the, the initiative to say, this might help me or, or go looking for it. So Susie, as a parent, what signs do you see uh, in the epidemic? And how do you go about helping your son who's 12 years old? Yes, devices, Marianne. I think when all of us were little, the only devices we may have had, you know, an antiquated Atari machine that you occasionally use maybe with your siblings, but every kid has a device. And it's not that I'm completely against them, but if they're getting together, just like families and adults, we see at restaurants and at bars, they're coming together, but if everybody is playing, you know, it's like a game of solitaire instead of bridge, that is not good. So I'm not against devices, but if they're on devices, like uh, the other day, uh, we got stuck in a big rainstorm. So we were at dinner much later than anticipated. And my son's best friend was there. Uh, His friend has a device, he does not, but they were playing like a game of chess. So devices aren't bad. It's like a hammer. It's right. how you use it. To build a house, exactly. it's great not to hit someone with it. Um, but I would say to delay the uh, devices, uh, giving them to your children for as long as possible. There's research that our colleague, uh, the brilliant uh, Jonathan Haidt, does a lot on uh, social media and kids. And he sees there's a strong connection with depression and anxiety. So hold off getting the iPhone. Do they really need one at eight? My son does not have one. Most of his friends do. And when they come together, how can they really connect and use technology in a productive way if they're using it to connect them rather than to separate the kids? And it's two different things, really, because you'll see uh, sometimes I'll go on a hike or a walk and, and I'll see three or four tweens or teenagers and they're all texting and they're probably on a group text talking to each other instead of turning and saying, you know, how about those Phillies or whatever they're discussing. So that's one thing. And then, as you say, the gaming and such. But I know or we know that social isolation and alienation are often associated with adolescent suicide. And what's interesting, and of course, you know better than I, adolescents who attempt suicide are more likely to isolate themselves than those who only think about it, meaning it's a cry for help. Yes. It's like, I'm lonely. I'm isolated. I'm going to make an attempt. I mean, we've known that for years that. And Marianne, if I can jump in, it's, it, I, I agree with you. And it's not just a matter of self-harm, but it's also a matter of harming others. So when adolescents get into that isolated space, they've got some kind of grievance. Um, they are um, angry about something. They sometimes turn to uh, what they do with their isolation is they turn mm. to other individuals who've gone down a very dark path 
and then they themselves may may decide i'm not just going to harm myself but i'm going to harm other people as well so this isolation and loneliness is is something that's important for individuals but it's also really important for our communities yes and that leads us to the reason i'm doing this show is because every year i grew up going to, to ocean city i know you did susie we want to talk about how community why do people love i i remember one little pearl from medical school that Tradition makes, especially children, but all of us, traditions make us feel more secure. I go back to Ocean City. I interviewed a representative from the mayor's office for the show this week. And I said, mm -hmm. I feel like I'm walking back into the 1960s. The five and 10 is still there. The homemade bakery, <laughs> all those things. Music pier make me say, okay, I'm safe. Somewhere my mother or father are here. How do you see it, Susie? You grew up in Ocean City. Summers. Yes, I'm actually calling you from Ocean Yay! City. And I was at that five and dime this morning <laughs> to buy a few Did items. Did you buy me a so... kite? I have to have a kite every summer. <laughs> so, yeah, so I think it's the family traditions. We know from research ritual. Rituals are really important for our health, for our well-being, right? It's something you can rely on. I feel that in Ocean City, the memories of the past, um, when you savor the past, you can bring joy you know, into the present moment getting outside. It's a very close-knit, healthy community. So like you, I grew up coming here and I think about um, connecting with my friends and family over nature, being outdoors, swimming in the ocean, you know, maybe sailing, um, biking to the boardwalk. So we were not isolated indoors. I can't recall sitting around watching television inside. It was always playing a game of ball, using our imagination. Well, I'm not much. Play kick the can. I'm a, I'm a wee bit older than you. When we would rent a house for a week or two weeks, if we were lucky, there were no TVs at the shore. The shore did not mm. have television. And it wasn't, we were not the Flintstones. Their TVs existed, but the, <laughs> but the rental properties did not have televisions. And we'd play checkers or read Nancy Drew or Hardy Boys yeah. or whatever. And that was a time when you learned you could live without it. And it was fun. Like I say, we'd play out on the beach, at, you know. And so now we're repeating what our parents did for us and what we're doing for our children and grandchildren. Baby parade. Oh, yeah. I guess Liam's a little too old to be in the baby parade. Well, it's the simple pleasures I think we're yeah, talking about. Kidding, like yeah. you. I remember taking uh, checkers and backgammon to the beach with my mom. And when I am stressed, I always tell James, I think back to my times on the beach with my mom as a young child. You know, I do like a guided meditation and immediately I have a sense of calm, just hearing like the seagulls in nature. So many kids and adults are disconnected from nature. Nature, there's a lot of research of sound baths and nature walks and being in the woods and being on the beach and, you know, just listening to the waves crashing um, it's very soothing um, for our health instead of being in sterilized environments with lights around the clock. Just and I guess, back. and that's why they have for infants now to put them to sleep. They have the the noise machines. It's not really noise, but it's the the ocean crashing or as you say, seagulls. It's really fascinating. I would love to bring you both back and do an entire show on how social media has hurt. Um, people of all ages, but especially that, that group of young people, tweens and teenagers, maybe we can make a pinky promise that I'll have you come back and do that. But, but happy birthday, America. If, if our listeners have a chance, go watch the fireworks, by the way, don't do your own fireworks because it's long past 4th of July. It goes to July 18th, the, uh, 
you know, national health and safety say, well past 4th of July, people say, well, I have a couple more in the, the garage, let's light them. But enjoy the community and be grateful that we're free in our beautiful God bless America. Thank you, James and Susie. Thank you, Mary. Thank you, Mary And now for your real champion, I call this segment Tunnel to Towers, Never Forget. Today, I'm honored to welcome a man who many of you already know, Mr. Frank Seller, CEO and chairman of the Stephen Seller Tunnel to Towers Foundation, which honors the sacrifice of his younger brother, firefighter Stephen Seller, who lost his life on September 11, 2001. The mission, since 9-11, helping America's heroes by providing mortgage-free homes for families of fallen heroes from the military or first responders, by building specially adapted smart homes for first responders and veterans with catastrophic injuries, aiming to end veteran homelessness in general, and helping America to never forget September 11, 2001, the deadliest terror attack on American soil in U.S. history. Frank, Thank you so much for coming to share your message. Well, thank you for having me on, Marianne. Can you share with us the vast uh, achievements and what the foundation has already done? Well, uh, yeah, so we're proud. We're so proud of the work we're doing in honor of my youngest brother, Stephen, who, as you mentioned, was a firefighter on September 11, 2001. And for your listeners that might not know that, you know, he uh, was just finished his night tour in Squad 1 in Brooklyn on that fateful day and he had the call to duty, turned his car around, went back uh, to his firehouse, got his gear and uh, drove to the mouth of the Brooklyn Battery Tunnel where it was closed for security reasons and ran through that tunnel with 60 pounds of fire gear on his back. And that tunnel's almost two miles long and came out the other side up West Street into the South Tower and going up those stairs and saving others, he gave up his life and left behind a beautiful wife, five children, and uh, he was the youngest of seven. He was, our, he was our little brother. And it was a tremendous loss for us. So we started the Tunnel to Towers Foundation to honor him and to make sure that his kids knew that their dad was a hero and what he did that day, but also to make sure that we never forget the sacrifice that was made that day, for sure. And uh, so some of the things, the question you asked me uh, was uh, some of the accomplishments or the things that we're doing, and you mentioned them. In the beginning, you know, we're, we're delivering all these mortgage-free uh, homes. Uh, over a thousand mortgage-free homes that we have delivered to date to fallen first responders and Gold Star uh, widows that uh, loved ones died in, in the line of duty and left behind young children. They have to have young children. Um, and also, uh, we're we're building these smart homes all across America. Those who have given up their bodies. You know, they went to protect us overseas and, you know, stepped on an IED and or even a first responder that, you know, is fighting a fire or a police officer that gets hit by a car, you know, or during a chase or gets shot and is paralyzed. Uh, you know, we we build them uh, these smart homes, mortgage free smart homes to give them back uh, their independence. So this is some of the work that we're doing it uh, doing and we do it through the generosity of, of Americans. And, you know, it's incredible because uh, we ask everyone to donate $11 a month. And most people can do that. Yeah, You'd agree with that, right, Marianne? Yes. I mean, 
Oh, yeah. yes, absolutely. I want to repeat it and repeat yeah, it. Most people can do that. And that $11 a month enables me to say, hey, we're going to do this. We're going to do, you know, like this year, we, uh, the last year and a half, we started, uh, do, we, we've made a promise to eradicate homelessness amongst our veterans. We're going to have over 2,000 veterans into uh, their own residence, their own apartments or their own what we call comfort homes that we're building the 500 square foot homes, or, or we buy these hotels and we redo them into apartment apartments for them. But we also just don't put a roof over their heads. We want to make sure they get the comprehensive services that they're going to need to assimilate back into society in, 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 in the proper way. So this is the work we're doing. And that's what $11 a month enables us to do. And for our listeners, you couldn't have made it easier, Frank. Tunnel to Towers, the website, T the number two, t2t.org. We're going to repeat it over and over again, put it on our website and all of our posts because $11 a month, it's brilliant. It's easy to remember. It's easy to do, as you say, for most people. And you're not just giving people a home. You're restoring their dignity and their independence to be able to cook for themselves. I, I will tell you, uh, my husband and I look at your commercials. We never finish one of your commercials without tears on our eyes. The work you do is so over the top, beautiful. And what a gift you have to organize all this, all these wheels in motion. So I know with where today is July 8th, but this week in particular, we celebrate the birthday of our nation. Tell us if you would about the Independence Day initiative. Well, we have uh, 32 homes that we're delivering uh, for this weekend. Many of them are gold star uh, widows uh, that once again have young uh, young children uh, left behind, and some uh, first responders, and many of those first responders served our country first in the military, and they came back and become part of, part of law enforcement or, or firefighters. Look, we have someone, um, um, uh, Chief uh, Justin McIntyre, uh, 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 Brackenridge, uh, Pennsylvania. Um, yeah. Yes. So, and, uh, you know, he, he uh, left behind a, a wife, Ashley, and four kids, four kids. And um, her reaction when she found out that we're going to pay off her, uh, her mortgage so she could stay in the house where her and her husband and kids were making their dreams come true, they don't have to leave. You can imagine what goes through these widows' minds, right? They just lose their loved one. It's, it's, it, they, they, they can't believe it. They're mourning. And then the reality sets in, how am I going to stay? I got a mortgage. How am I going to stay? You know, the four kids, young kids. And you don't want to uproot them. You don't want to uproot them and remove the memories they have of their dad and their friends. Yeah. hundred percent. And all these things are going through your head and, uh, you know, through their head. And, um, and then, you know, we make this phone call and many times I get to speak to them personally. Oh. And, and, and I say to them, look, you know, I know how terrible it is. It's we're praying for you. A lot of people care. And this is how we care. You know, besides us praying is that we're going to take care of your mortgage. We're going to pay off your mortgage. so You can stay in that house. Yes. And those kids don't have to get uprooted. They have enough stuff going on in their lives. They don't want to transfer schools and and their friends and everything else. And, and they're part of a community. And now they could stay in that community and she can put more time into her children than have to go out and get a set. Uh, a job or get a second job or a third job just uh, just to pay uh, just to pay the mortgage. So it brings great relief um, uh, to these families. And, you know, we're we started out, you know, all first responders before we got into 
uh, doing all this for our, our veterans. Because and why did we do it for our veterans? Because you know we realized we went to war because of what happened on September 11, 2001. So it's a great coalition uh, of of uh, of you know first responders and veterans. They're all the same type of souls. They got courage beyond words. Uh, I can't even imagine uh, the the courage it takes to run into a building uh, when it's on fire. Or, or and you're in a shootout with uh, some uh, some maniac, uh, bad person that's doing something in your neighborhood, or you're in you're in uh, in the mountains in Afghanistan, and and, and you're and you're fighting uh, the Taliban and 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 et cetera et cetera, and 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 you're there and you got loved ones behind. So our promise is, this is our promise, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation, that when you put on your uniform, whether it's for your country or your community. And you give your kids a kiss goodbye and oh. you don't come home, we're going to take care of your family that's left behind. And that's our promise that we're making to every veteran, every first responder in America that, God forbid, you give your life, that we're going to deliver them a mortgage-free home. And if you give your body, you come back, you're missing your limbs, you have traumatic brain injury, you're paralyzed, whatever it is, we're going to take care of you. Because of what you did for us, and we're going to build you a smart home, so it gives you back some of your independence. And we just gave one to uh, Staff Sergeant Benjamin Webb in Union, New Jersey, um, for this yeah ju- for this weekend. And uh, he, three Purple Hearts. I mean, this great hero three times, three Purple Hearts, and it was such a a, a beautiful event. And we better make sure that these great heroes know that we got their back. Americans yes. got their back because, you know, I, I, I didn't serve. A lot of us didn't serve, but we could take care. We could serve those who do serve uh, in, yes. in, in a simple way. And once again, it's as simple as $11 a month, you know, T2T.org, $11 a month. We can keep these promises that we're making to all these great families that serve with these great heroes. And Frank, people are listening. You do it across the country and you embody the word independence. You appreciate being an American, helping these brave, uh, devoted Americans, selfless Americans who put themselves out there and you are restoring their independence with the smart homes and their wives and children left behind if they if they give up their lives. T2T.org, $11 a month. I'm going to finish with letting you share your life philosophy because I understand that when you were about 22 years old, you lost both of your parents and you became really the dad of the other six siblings who were younger than you. And your brother, Stephen, I'm sure he was the youngest of those six, which adds another layer of why you are so devoted to his memory and all the other people like him who have given up their lives and their bodies, as you say. Well, we're, we're, uh, we're blessed that I had great parents. Uh, they were Franciscans. Um, Stephen was the youngest by far and away uh, from all my siblings. The, he had three extra mothers and three extra fathers after after my, my parents died. But look, my Francis, my saying about my parents being Franciscans, they they what they brought into our lives on an everyday basis was to just live simple and do for others. And Saint Francis of Assisi said, "Brothers and sisters, while we have time, let us do good." And that is the mantra, and that is exactly how all of us 
live, my brothers and sisters. And I say to my kids all the time, if you feel bad about yourself, something's going on and you feel horrible, go do something for somebody else and you're going to feel better. Get out of yourself and do for others. And it's the only true happiness that you will ever have in your life. And that is uh, 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 the way that I live uh, my life. And I know my siblings do. And uh, and we encourage others to, once again, join us on our mission to take care of all these uh, great heroes together. You know, we're building a village called the Let Us Do Good Village in Lando Lakes, Florida. 93 homes for these great heroes with the beautiful rec center. And it's called... Let us do good village. So let's continue to build these villages all over America for these great families. And we can give them back something they deserve because uh, they paid a big price for our freedom. Well, Frank, I can't thank you enough. T2T.org. So easy for most people to give $11 a month or more. And you have activities and events across the nation. And I want to remind people that Frank Seller truly walks the walk. Because to honor the 20-year anniversary, you walked 500 miles from Washington, D.C. to New York City. And I'm feeling like you, in my mind, are St. Francis of Staten Island. <laughs> well, with that, tell my wife that. Tell my wife that. <laughs> I'm 45 years, so we have a great understanding. Oh, but it was, well, it was Washington, D.C. to Shanksville, Pennsylvania to, oh, right. to Ground Zero. Because I want to go to the three places that lost so, so oh. tremendous life. On 9-11. It was the most spiritual thing I, I, that I ever did in my life. So once again, I can't thank you enough for giving me this opportunity to talk to your listeners. And uh, we Listen. count on them to, you know, to, to be able to do the work that we do. Well, I thank you. T2T.org. Frank, Pinky promised you'll come back someday for a full yes. hour and tell us about stories of the heroes that you're helping. Absolutely. You got plenty of them. God bless you. God bless America. Thank God you. God bless you too. And happy 4th of July. Today's edition of Your Radio Doctor with Dr. Marianne Ritchie, presented exclusively by Independence Blue Cross, can be enjoyed anytime, anywhere, at your convenience. Just download the Odyssey app and search Your Radio Doctor. It's health education on demand. Millions of Americans are losing their medical assistance or Medicaid coverage. If this affects you, Independence Blue Cross can help. You may be eligible to enroll in a health plan for as little as $0 a month. With Independence Blue Cross, you get the largest provider network in the area, including most Keystone First doctors and hospitals. We also offer free 24-7 telemedicine, coverage for hospital stays and prescriptions. See if you qualify for $0 health insurance and enroll today. Call Independence Blue Cross at 1-844-464-2583 or visit ibx.com slash stay covered. Your radio doctor, Dr. Marianne Ritchie, now Saturday afternoons at 5, presented exclusively by Independence Blue Cross. This program is paid for by Your Radio Doctor, LLC. Welcome to Your Radio Doctor. I'm Dr. Marianne Ritchie, and so pleased to be here in Ocean City, New Jersey, with the Mayor's Public Information Director, Mr. Doug Bergen, here to talk about Ocean City and why it's America's greatest family resort. Thanks, Dr. Ritchie. We're looking forward to a great holiday weekend and hopefully everyone will have some fun with their families. Well, we just uh, were here today uh, interviewing people at the bike parades and all the beautiful opportunities here in Ocean City for 4th of July, the birthday of America. What in your heart makes you love being here in Ocean City, Doug? 
Well, Ocean City's always been a dry town, so it's attracted families over the years, and then generations of new families have come to town, and it's really established that tradition where it's a place where you can be safe with your family and have fun, and, and that's what it's all about. And you know what? I Have you been here your whole life? I grew up on the mainland and feel fortunate to now live in Ocean City. Yeah, um, yeah. And, you know, it's a wake up every day and feel blessed. Yeah. Well, it's pretty nice to live next door to the ocean, I'm sure. But um, for me, when I come here, I feel like I'm giving my age away. I feel like I'm walking back into 1965 because all the really beautiful parts of the city are still here. There's a center of town. So lots of shore towns have a center of town, but we have, you still have the five and 10, you have bakeries. Um, and the boardwalk, the boardwalk's a whole institution in itself. Right? Absolutely. Um, in Ocean City, they call it the beach, the bay, and the boardwalk, the three Bs. But the downtown is really one of the, the fourth you know, hidden gems. And yeah. it really is a classic, classic downtown. Well, there's something secure and about tradition and feeling safe about knowing that Staten's is still here. And um, the boardwalk. The Music Pier, how many wonderful events, the, the Ocean City Pops, but the amusements, and how nice that our mayor is, Mr. Gillian, who brings us the amusements, and you think about all those times when you were little, and you get on the Ferris wheel or the merry-go-round, and now we bring our children and our grandchildren. So many of the traditions have, have survived over the years between um, the amusements and the rides and the Ocean City Pops is you know almost a century old. Uh, Ocean City Beach Patrol this year is celebrating its 125th anniversary. Oh, I didn't know that. Um, you know, and those are the things that the generations pass down from year to year and it, it sustains its popularity. Yeah, and it makes you feel safe no matter what. Ocean City will always be intact, especially during COVID. I know a lot of people who could work remotely came here or to other towns of their choice, but for us, we came down a few times and you come here in the winter and it's just not as concentrated with people. So coming down during COVID and there weren't a lot of people felt normal. It was like almost a, a way to feel normal. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Whether you're a year-round resident or a property owner who comes down during certain times of the year or just a you know, weekly guest, everyone has that ownership for Ocean yes, City. And it's really it. passionate about being here. And you know, one of the great things about summer and some of the summer events is everyone comes together in the community. Um, and really, um, we're planning um, July 4th, and they start with two bike parades. Um, that's just a great opportunity for everybody who loves Ocean City to get up in the morning and deck out their bikes and flags and put on red, white, and blue. And you know, they're easy pedals to mile down the road, but they're super popular. I mean, hundreds, thousands of people participate. And it's a good, good way to start the day and then go off to the beach and have your barbecues and um, two new events um, within the last couple of years are free Ocean City Pops concerts. Oh, yeah. Um, so at our football stadium along the boardwalk at 6th Street, um, the Ocean City Pops at 8 o'clock um, is going to start... Um, their patriotic concert Aww. and people can bring their beach chairs or lawn chairs and or you can sit in the bleachers and watch the pops That's and awesome. 
on Tuesday. Um, this is both Monday and Tuesday at eight o'clock um, are the free concerts. But on Tuesday, as the concert finishes, the fireworks will start. So Beautiful. you'll be in a great spot to, to catch the display. And so that's the other magnetism of Ocean City, that we're pulled together to celebrate family. It's a dry town. Yeah, people can bring alcohol, but but it, it's not bars, it's, it's rustic. It's the emphasis is on family and that generational pull and feel and the patriotism. What better place to celebrate family? And I guess that's the whole point of our show today is a community is part of having um, health and wellness, being part of something bigger than yourself. And where better here than to have your little children on the beach all day and say, we'll just have pizza, hoagies on the beach, and let them play through dinner and maybe go to bed a little sandy. Oh, there we go. If, you go, if you're sandy, the sandman doesn't have to come. <laughs> you are the sandman, Doug Bergen. <laughs> but um, thank you for sharing your time with us today because I really think that that's you know, what we just came up with. The thousands of people joined the bike parades, and not to mention the baby parade in August, which is the most hilarious. I remember my father dressing up our children and, and, and us, and then we're dressing up our grandchildren. And the doodah parade, I'm a beagle mother, which I've told my listeners before. And the doodah parade takes place in the fall. The doodah parade is in the spring. Oh, um, and it was some, not out of summer. It mm-hmm. traditionally celebrates the end of tax season on April oh. 15th. <laughs> so. And you, to my listeners, you'd have to see the hundreds of basset hounds that are dressed as hot dogs and cowboys and bumblebees. And they put up with it. They walk along with their little sad eyes and their long droopy ears. And they were kind enough several years ago to let me bring their cousins, my beagles, who aren't exactly basses, but I dress them up. They all have golf shirts on. <laughs> Maggie, Libby, and Zeus. So, cheers to Ocean City, New Jersey. Truly, America's greatest family resort, and making us feel so comfortable and connected in a great community. And thank you, Doug Bergen. Thank you, Dr. Ritchie. And thank the mayor for us as well. Okay. Thank you, Mayor <laughs> Gillian. Keep those amusements going. <laughs> Your Radio Doctor with Dr. Marianne Ritchie is presented exclusively by Independence Blue Cross. Hi, I'm Pete Vernig, Vice President of Clinical Services for Recovery Centers of America and one of your drug and alcohol experts from RCA. Today I'm here to talk to you about the effects of excessive alcohol consumption. Excessive alcohol use can have harmful effects on physical and mental health, as well as social and economic well-being. Physically, it can lead to various health problems, including liver disease, cardiovascular disease, cancer, and neurological disorders. It can also weaken the immune system, making individuals more susceptible to infections and illness. Over time, excessive alcohol use can cause permanent damage to the body, including brain damage, organ failure, and even death. Mentally, it can negatively affect mood and behavior and increase the risk of depression, anxiety, and suicidal thoughts. It can also lead to memory loss, impaired judgment, and risky behavior. Excessive alcohol use is also known to cause long-term mental health issues like alcohol-induced psychosis, hallucinations, and delirium tremens. 
Excessive consumption can strain relationships, lead to job loss or decreased work performance, and negatively impact academic performance. Alcohol misuse can also have a significant financial impact as individuals may spend large amounts on alcohol or face legal fees related to DUIs or other alcohol-related incidents. If you or a loved one needs help with alcohol or drugs, reach out to Recovery Centers of America at 833-969-0268 or visit rcaradiodoctor.com. That's R-C-A-R-A-D-I-O-D-R.com. We answer the phone and admit patients 24-7. I'm always striving to live my healthiest life, so I need a health plan that has my back. With Independence Blue Cross, I get access to the largest network of doctors and hospitals in the region and free virtual doctor visits 24-7. Plus, with premiums as low as $0 per month, I can stay on top of my health and keep my budget in check. Independence has given me coverage I can count on, and they'll do the same for you. Learn more about your coverage options at ibx.com. This is your radio doctor here in Ocean City, New Jersey on July 4. Happy 4th of July to Jack Johnson and Karen Fuller who put together the SOSHA South Ocean City Association 4th of July Bike Parade. Good morning, Jack and Karen. Good morning. How are you? Happy 4th. Thank you. Happy 4th to both of you. Tell me, Jack and Karen, why is 4th of July so important to you? Well, it represents freedom of our country, and I think that's... uh, something worth celebrating and getting together with the neighbors and just having fun. So, same. It is an Ocean City tradition. It's a country's tradition, but in Ocean City in particular, it has been a time where the family, the young kids, they come, they decorate, they pull out the red, white, and blue and have an event that there aren't too many of like that. And my 17 grandchildren have all been in the parade uh, celebrating by decorating their bikes and riding down the street. It's kind of nice. It's more than nice, and as you say, you hit all the keywords: family, community, celebration of our freedom and tradition, because tradition makes us feel more secure. Absolutely. It makes us feel safe. So it does. And, and knowing your neighbors makes you feel even safer, so that's yes. part of this community get-together. And Karen, you live here on I the do. beach at 42nd Street, and your neighbor is Jack Johnson, right across the street, and very soon we're going to be raising the flag in the beautiful ceremony, and we even have the entrance to the beach, all marked in flags.
Oakland City Improvement Association puts together this marvelous bike parade. There's Uncle Sam. No surprise, you knew he'd be here. Look at these bikes and babies. Oh. oh, it means uh, freedom, America, you know, just a you know, great day for everybody to celebrate. And yep. being part of something bigger than yourself. And being, that's, yep. that's what you embody. Yep. Like parade. from your radio doctor here in Ocean City, New Jersey, celebrating a beautiful day. As we end the day, we bring a beautiful performance from Bob Waters, who is a master of bagpipe performance and one of the nation's top competitors. Thank you, Bob, for joining us. Thank you for listening every Saturday at 5 p.m. here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHD. And I can't wait to hear Bob, what do you have to say to our listeners? Happy 4th of July. There we go. <laughs> thank you, Bob. I'll let you take the, take the show you. from here as we end and say, thanks for listening. Your health is your wealth.
God bless America. God bless you. Thanks for listening to your radio doctor, Dr. Marianne Ritchie, presented exclusively by Independence Blue Cross. To contact Dr. Marianne and to listen to today's show as well as past shows, visit yourradiodoctor.com. This program is paid for by Your Radio Doctor, LLC. All opinions or statements expressed on this program are solely those of Your Radio Doctor and their guests and do not reflect the opinions of WPHT or Odyssey. Today's program has been pre-recorded. Millions of Americans are losing their medical assistance or Medicaid coverage. If this affects you, Independence Blue Cross can help. You may be eligible to enroll in a health plan for as little as $0 a month. With Independence Blue Cross, you get the largest provider network in the area, including most Keystone First doctors and hospitals. We also offer free 24-7 telemedicine, coverage for hospital stays and prescriptions. See if you qualify for $0 health insurance and enroll today. Call Independence Blue Cross at 1-844-464-2583 or visit ibx.com slash stay covered.